0: Welcome to episode number 14 of News of a Nerd, a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, comic books and anything else remotely nerdy. I am Jason and I'm here with my brother slash co-host Ben.
1: That was an aggressive slash. Slash. Also, episode 14.
0: Yeah, I think I'm right.
1: I mean, it's like 50-50 with you.
0: Let me just double check. Uh... <laughs> yes, we're on episode 14.
1: Bloody hell! We're get, getting through them now. How how long we've we been doing it now? Like what?
0: Our first episode was September last year. We're now at the beginning of April.
1: We're doing well. So it's like six months ish. Yeah. About that.
0: Although so, you know we haven't put an episode out for the last month, so no,
1: we, we should have been a
0: few further further on. Uh, but
1: should should have been at, at least next episode. But so much has just come in the way over the past four weeks, yeah, um, I was you, ill. You were you Ill, Ill, then I was ill. Then my work just does not stop.
0: Yeah, it's worth pointing out as well that's episode 14, which isn't counting the bonus episodes we've done.
1: Yeah, I think there's like three or, three or four Three. I, th- I think there's,
0: there's only two looking at it. I can only see two. So it's just for the big MCU releases while yeah. we've been doing it, which is uh, Wakanda Forever and Quantumania.
1: And do we do we count the first two? Because realistically, only the OGs appreciate the first two episodes because they watched them.
0: <laughs> no one, no one watched them.
1: <laughs> anyway, it's good to be back. I think maybe.
0: We've yeah, got a lot of news. Yeah, so we've got we've got like a month's worth of news. So we'll probably we'll, there'll be stuff that we miss just because we'll never would never be able to get through it all otherwise. Shall we start with uh, the most depressing bit of news, which is that uh, Jonathan Majors was arrested for suspected domestic violence. I haven't seen this. What? What? Are are you serious? Do you know what?
1: I genuinely thought you were about to talk about Paul O'Grady dying.
0: No. That is not relevant to this podcast at all.
1: Oh, dear. Okay.
0: I can't believe... You didn't see that.
1: Strangulation, assault and harassment.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he he obviously denies the charges. So, you know, it, it's worth pointing that out. But, you, you know, g- generally it doesn't get as far as an arrest without evidence. So, yeah. The other day as well, his, his lawyer released text messages between Jonathan Majors and the alleged victim that you know his lawyer has released these in defense of his clients and they don't think they make him look any better because the texts from i don't know if it's his girlfriend or what but the texts from this woman say yeah i've told the police that it was my fault for trying to grab your phone like that that does not sound
1: Jonathan Majors is just out here like, gaslighting his girlfriend.
0: But he, exactly, that does not sound like he's innocent. That sounds like the, uh, victim's blame him in themselves, which is often the case in, you know, domestic violence cases. So I don't know. Uh you know, and you you, you can't you can't jump the gun too much, but I don't think it looks good for him.
1: Well, that puts into the uh, the future of Marvel.
0: And obviously that's not the most important thing in this case, but it yeah, Marvel have been building their entire next saga around him, not just this phase, yeah. an entire saga. So I would not be surprised if uh Loki series 2 is the last time we see Jonathan Majors as Kang, depending what happens with this case.
1: Yeah. I mean, it could go for, he's just completely written off. Um. As in, like the the allegations are disproven, so everything just goes ahead as normal, or it could be where the Marvel writers are going to have to do some fandangly multiverse madness and change his face like a Skrull.
0: I mean, that's it, isn't it? Like he's he's a multiversal character anyway, and we've seen in Loki that variants can look different. So I don't think it would be too much of a stretch to have different Kangs that aren't all Jonathan Majors.
1: But it would be upsetting because he, he plays a very good Kang. Although he does give me psychopath vibes. Even, like, every character he plays is a little bit... Puts you a little bit on edge, doesn't it? Like, the character in Creed 3 makes you feel a little bit... Mm, I don't trust you. Do you know what I mean?
0: I mean, from the trailers, yeah.
1: He's very good at playing that kind of character. Maybe that's just because he is that kind of character.
0: There were also some uh, some tweets, which, you know, take with a pinch of salt. But people, people who supposedly knew him at Yale and knew him in that acting circuit have said basically everyone who knew him at that time knows what kind of person he is.
1: I, when I looked it up then, it did say something about him being professionally abusive. Apparently, he's not very easy to work with.
0: Yeah, like, that's, you know, that, that's the least of it. And these are, you know, the, these are social media posts. You you can't take
1: it. It's also people that, it. were, that were with him at Yale and haven't got as far as him, so...
0: Yeah, so you can't take it verbatim, but, you know, it's, it's troubling, to say the least, um, that these accusations have come out, especially, you know, this guy pretty much had Hollywood in the palm of his hand. Like, he was really having a moment, and that... Could be over.
1: Yeah, it was like, it was in one thing and then Hollywood was like, being everything.
0: Yeah, and that could be, and, and you know, I'm not sympathising with him. Um, I, I don't want it to sound like that because if, you know, if he is guilty and, and his moment is over, then he fucking deserves it. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, But yes, I thought we'd start with that one because...
1: We're just, can I just point out, we're just going to end up boycotting everything. Fucking actor in Hollywood at this point, because they all just seem to be doing stupid shit.
0: I mean, maybe eventually people will, you know, start acting like normal fucking human beings if they realise that you can't do this shit without losing your career.
1: You mean start acting like normal people and not high and mighties Because there are there are there are a lot of actors that place themselves above.
0: Yeah, but there is a
1: society. There is a
0: difference between being, you know, a difficult person and actually physically abusive.
1: Yeah. People think they can get away with more stuff because they're famous when realistically it's probably the opposite.
0: I I, I don't know. I think historically that has been the case. And that is part of the reason that there is a a culture issue in Hollywood because, you know, you, you do anything to please the talent because they're... The face of your product, you need uh, them to bring the your money, money in, exactly. But I think you know that is changing because people are being held more accountable for their actions, um, or you know, at least that's that's the hope.
1: Wow, that was a that was a good point to start on. Anyway, I'm taking it onto a lighter note,
0: I don't know. Do we do we want more behind the scenes drama because uh, Victoria Alonso has been fired? <laughs>
1: Really? What's she done?
0: Well, you know, there's conflicting reports. Um, so, Victoria Alonso was in charge of the uh, post-production and visual effects uh, department at Marvel. Uh, so, you know, there's there's some speculation that this is to do with recent poor visual effects uh, in things. Such as Ant Man. That's not what I've heard. Well, I I think that's you know the the potentially the real reason, but you you've got to you know have a, like an actual breach of contract if you're going to fire someone.
1: I mean, if she's so, doing a terrible job, you can fire him. Don't just pop up. Are you talking about the fact about her her opposing LGBTQ plus censorship?
0: Well, that's so. I think the the official story is that she was working on other non-Disney projects during work time. And I, I think that's like the official reason she's been fired.
1: Because oh, everything I've seen is the fact that the, from the Ant-Man censorship, she disagreed with it and it just got very heated.
0: Yeah, so Victoria Alonso is a gay woman and so she is very uh, passionate about representation.
1: Yeah, which is fair
0: enough but i and yeah apparently yeah there's been a lot of clashes behind the scenes about that she was pushing for more representation uh she one of the post post production jobs that she was told to get done was blurry now a, a a storefront that had pride flags in it or apparently
1: it's it's one of those where like especially in that uh, that sector from a business point of view, they have to cater to a lot of different cultures, and a lot of different cultures clash on a lot of different topics. I feel like they f- they feel they can't show off s-
0: certain aspects
1: too much.
0: But that's wrong, surely. Surely that's wrong.
1: Well, yeah, it is, and this is where I'm going to play the advocate on this from our societal point of view and our moral point of view it's exceptionally wrong but from a business point of view when they're trying to get things shown in different countries again for more money like their main aim is money
0: it is it is
1: they're trying to go against it like the main thing and i'm just gonna say it china that is one of the main reasons they censor a lot of things like this is because they want to breach the chinese market on movies because it is a massive market for them so they go down this route of censoring and it is it's a case of how much is too much how much is just going to the point of killing your own morals for it like there was do you remember when spider-man miles morales came out there was a mod that came out. I don't know if anyone, if you're on PC, you'll probably know, if you game, you'll probably know of Nexus Mods. There is a website basically for mods for different games, and it's a massive database of all different mods. There was a mod that appeared on there that was to remove pride flags from the game.
0: Yeah, I did see that. It was it was taken down, for the mod, wasn't it? It was taken down from the website.
1: Yeah, but it had had a lot of downloads on it already. Yeah. And it's like, what is the point in that? Like, that is not... I just... I don't see how that offends someone that there's a flag. Like, to me, it just doesn't make sense. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I, I do. I do know what you mean. Uh, I agree. Like, I don't know why anyone would have an issue playing a video game because it has a rainbow flag in it. Like
1: exactly and i think hollywood they have to make business decisions and sometimes they're the wrong decisions sometimes they compromise on things to try and that's
0: it it. like i i think i think uh you know giving up your morals for the sake of breaching another market is the wrong thing to do i think you should stick by your morals and if china it stops playing all hollywood films they're only going to hurt their own cinema industry so, you know, play chicken with them. See who blinks first. They are
1: I think they're scared to play chicken because as I said, when if a mar- movie gets through to the Chinese market, it is a massive amount of money for for the companies because of the amount of people out in China. The money that comes in from from one movie getting through through their screening is massive. Do you, do you go down the smart business route or do you at your morals so i completely believe that it it might that she'll have had a disagreement with the censoring of it and that could have got very heated because it could get very heated and one person speaking from a completely unemotional point of view in terms of business and her speaking from a moral point of view do you know what i mean
0: Yeah, so uh, her lawyer said uh, Victoria, a gay Latina who had the courage to criticise Disney, was silenced. She was terminated when she refused to do something she believed was reprehensible. Yeah, so it looks like potentially the thing that she found reprehensible was being asked to blur out uh, rainbow flags in uh, the opening I think it's the opening. It's either the opening or the ending scenes in Quantumania where he's walking down the street. There's a, a storefront with pride flags in it and she was asked to blur that out, which, obviously, as she's going to, she had a problem with that. Like, I, I'm straight and I would have a problem with that.
1: It's not like there's a gay couple having sex in the middle of the road on that scene, is there?
0: Oh, yeah, no, there's that as well, yeah
1: well, she blurred that out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There, like, it's something so stupid. And is it is it dis is it Disney that fired her, or has she quit and agreed for Disney to allow them to?
0: No, no, she's been fired. Okay, because I think she's now suing them. Suing, yeah, wrongful dismissal.
1: Which I feel like. Like. Right. Depends. Depends on the on the ju- judges that you get in in there. I mean, more, it's not going to
0: you... go to court. Disney are not going to allow this to get to court. This is going to be settled out of court. I mean, yeah, I would love for it off. to. I would love for it to get to court because, like, I, I feel all the all the details of this would come out, and we'd find out exactly what's gone on. But that's not going to happen. It's not going to go to court. Just like the the Scarlett Johansson thing didn't get to court. It was it was settled out of court. It was always going to be. And I think the same thing is going to happen here. Yeah, probably. Okay, I think I think that's all the behind the scenes drama.
1: All all, all the drama. Okay, so I'm going to kick it off with. Have you got some drama? No, no. I'm just going to bring something out just to cheer up the mood. Oh, okay. To to bring the mood up a little bit. So. So. The boulder, and his little, and his little pebbles.
0: The oh, rock, you're on about the, the rock. rock!
1: The rock and his children. Yeah, the boulder and the pebbles came out and made a uh, an announcement, courtesy of uh, CEO Bob Iger and shareholders.
0: I mean, you should probably say it's the, the Disney CEO Bob Iger is not just CEO. All right, okay. Of the world, well, almost. Not yet.
1: So, as we know, live action remakes
0: are
1: normally year, years after the originals, is what I was going to say. And Indeed. Courtesy of Disney CEO Bob Iger and to the shareholders, The Rock gave a video announcement talking about... It was quite, quite a moving video. I don't know if you've seen it.
0: I haven't. I've read the announcement. Quite, I threw my phone across the room.
1: Quite a moving video talking about Hawaii and his heritage, announcing that Disney will be making a live-action Moana. Now, I'm actually very happy about this because Moana's great. Of course you are. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, Moana's great, which is why I'm annoyed about this. I just have so high hopes that they won't ruin it. Of course they will. Of course they will. Like they have done pretty much every other live-action remake they've done. No, I don't think so. The Beauty and the
1: Beast one's really good.
0: The Beauty and the Beast one was okay. The Aladdin one was pretty good. Neither of them are as good as their animated counterparts.
1: No, and I don't think it's possible, but it's a different market.
0: It's not a different market. It's the same market again. They're just they're literally making the same film twice within the space of 10 years. Okay, like, they an extra out?
1: 2016. Yeah. So they're, adding, they're adding an extra market. There are some people that just refuse to watch animated films. We don't like those people, but they, they exist.
0: The only way I'd be on board with this is if they make it really, really gay for China. <laughs> 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 but I think so. Um, am I right in thinking The Rock is producing?
1: He's having big involvements with and it. And
0: probably, probably starring as Maui as well. I wouldn't, I would be surprised if he wasn't Maui in this live action remake.
1: He did say that it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to reunite with Maui, who is actually inspired by his grandfather. Okay. So, with one of the reasons I think they will actually do this some sort of justice is because he will not. When he speaks so passionately about his grandfather and Maui being the embodiment of him, and saying when he plays Maui, he feels as though he's playing his grandfather, I don't think him, as a person, is going to let them turn this into a shit show and ruin that that sort of memory. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the Rock having a lot of involvement in this uh, must must mean it's... Is gonna make it a good film. Have you seen Black Adam yet, by the way? No. <laughs> there was no need for that. Because he had a lot of involvement yeah, in it. Yeah, but he that.
1: wasn't emotionally attached and to it.
0: Not not all what are you sure? Like he was talking about Black Adam for about fifteen years before it came out. He was passionate about that project. And by the sounds of it, he ruined not only that film, but Shazam too as well. <laughs> Because he completely nixed the idea of them having any kind of crossover. He wouldn't allow. He wouldn't allow crossovers from Black Adam to into Shazam. Not even the Black Adam character. But I, I think other other characters in Black Adam, he, he just said no. I don't know why he had the authority to do that. But yeah, again, it's you know the talent in it. You got to do what we say. Um, but. Yeah, he he was really pushing that Superman and Black Adam had to cross over, and didn't like the idea of Shazam appearing in Black Adam, which is ridiculous. Like, if anyone should have appeared in Black Adam, it should have been Shazam.
1: Because Black Adam is essentially Shazam.
0: Yeah, like they have the the they are the same. They have the same power, like the exact same abilities. Um Anyway,
1: but I'm probably gonna butch this, but Ali Cravallo, who actually voiced Moana, is also going to be producing behind the scenes. okay, so a lot of involvement from from her as well.
0: I mean, we'll see, maybe I will have to eat my words, but I do not have high hopes
1: and the original the original uh directors are going to be involved
0: okay who directed it
1: uh jared bush was a co-director um he'll be involved alongside dana ledu miller okay there's not much else about that it's very very early on but they've they have given um us this announcement which i thought was interesting
0: uh, i've got an announcement here that's on, in a similar a similar vein. So that's a cartoon to a live action adaptation. Have you heard that Scott Pilgrim is getting an anime series?
1: I have heard this.
0: And the voice cast is going to be the cast of the movie.
1: We're just reversing live action.
0: But I assume this is going to be a sequel, Not they're not retelling the same story. Which yeah. is what I've said before, if Disney's obsessed with doing live-action versions, I'd rather them do sequels or prequels or tell a different story in that same universe, not just tell the same story again, but in live-action. Yeah. I think I made that point on the last episode. It was that long ago, I can't quite remember if it was the last episode, or but a previous episode I've definitely made that point on. And then a couple of weeks ago I realised they did that years ago. With Hook. I watched Hook. I was like, oh my god, this is just this is the live-action sequel of Peter Pan. If they were doing this all those years ago, like in the 90s, why aren't they doing that now? Hook's not a bad film. It's not a bad film at all. But yeah, the Scott Pilgrim anime is uh, going to be Michael Serra is back as Scott Mary Elizabeth Winstead back as Ramona um Chris Evans is back as Lucas Lee Brandon Ralph back as Todding, like everyone is back Bree Larson's back as Envy Adams Anna Kendrick's yeah. back as Stacy Pilgrim Scott's sister like everyone is back I, this is it's
1: a great movie
0: oh it really is I've not watched it for ages, and seeing this News has really made me want to watch it again. I love the script. I love the action. I love all the quirky stylistic choices that they make in it.
1: I love the animated integration of it. Yeah. So, are they gonna do an animation, <laughs> an animated uh, movie with live action integration?
0: Oh, that would be weird just to flip it on its head.
1: Yeah. I think it could be really cool, though.
0: Yeah. But it's interesting that it says anime, not animated series, or anime. it says anime, which is a very specific style of animation.
1: Yeah, but also so very broad. Because there's so many different, like, if you ever watch anime, there are so many different styles of anime, but it's clear it's
0: anime. Only Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, no, they, sure. they have a two types of anime. Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. Have I watched any of your anime? Oh, yeah, I have, actually. Uh, My Hero Academia.
1: I, I, I was going to say, you were allowed to say it on, on, on the
0: podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I made it funny.
0: You did. <laughs> Let me just jot it down on my chart here. So that is One Funny Against Ben's Name. There we go. Well done. I'm proud of myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, there's some great anime now. I'm going to probably get chastised for saying this a Like High School DXD, One Piece. There's Evangelion.
0: Oh, Death Note I've watched as well. Death, no. Have you watched My Hero Academia?
1: Not yet, no. Uh, oh, yeah, seven, should... seven, seven Deadly Sins, brilliant. If you like My Hero Academia, I think you'd like Seven Deadly Sins, yep. and there's a lot.
0: Series 1's on Netflix, so uh, it's definitely worth watching that. Uh, Demon Slayer. Okay, stop just naming animes now. But,
1: I'm naming good animes, but each, each one of those animes, I don't think any of them are in the same style. That's what I mean, but they are all anime. So for them to say it's going to be an anime, are they just going to mix all different anime styles? Like, I just can't fathom what they could do because they are mental.
0: With it being Scott Pilgrim, it is going to be doing something different. It's going to be pushing the boundaries, I'm sure. It's yeah. not just, it's not going it to be straightforward. It
1: was pushing the boundaries in what, 2008?
0: Sounds about right.
1: So, yeah definitely going to be watching that when that comes out
0: yeah um i think it's yeah it's coming to netflix which probably means the whole thing will be dropping at once so that's cool (laughs) that's always fun
1: just before i move on to the next bit have you noticed so obviously there was a lot of like cancellations of series on like netflix amazon disney plus a lot of series just got axed, didn't they?
0: Uh, like the... Netflix is getting notorious for it. Like two series and you're done.
1: But have you noticed that lately, past month or two, Netflix seemed to be coming out with a lot more again.
0: More new shows though. Yeah. I and I think that's possibly their their strategy going forward. Is, you know, shows give shows one one, two series and that's it. Because unless one really sticks. After that is when you need to start really paying people big bucks if yeah. it's successful after a couple of series. So I think after after two series, it's, yeah, we're, we can't afford to pay you for the next one, come back with something new, but and we'll pay I, you I, the series one rates again.
1: <laughs> I feel like as well, if they do that, they release a lot of new shows, one, two series, people are going to be like, that was okay, I enjoyed watching that. But there will be one in ten where people are go. That was amazing. We need more, and they can invest in that one. They've made a lot of money off of the rest of them, which they can pump into making a big one. Do you know what I mean? Like a show like Loose for where it gets a massive cult following. And
0: well, yeah, like they'll they'll always have their flagship shows, such as Stranger Things
1: but one of these one or two series shows could turn into another flagship. Maybe that's the way they're going.
0: Yeah, I think I think so. If it gets huge, huge numbers, then obviously they'll keep it going, but I think if it just does okay, you're not getting more than a couple of series.
1: Yeah, but it's a better way to do it. Rather than just put one show out that they've put loads of money into, loads of time, and it just do okay, whereas if they release a lot of one two series one two series shows one of them might just get a big following
0: well i think you've got to like remember how netflix makes its money isn't
1: from how many people watch it it's from the subscriptions
0: exactly so 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 all they've got to do is keep people subscribed which i think is why is a big part of why they they're doing Couple of series of this, couple of series of that, couple of series, because the more they've got on there, the more of a backlog people will have to watch and the less likely people are to unsubscribe.
1: Yeah, you can't get through all that in one month. You're going to have to resubscribe.
0: Yeah, if you're not putting out enough content, then people will be like, okay, there's nothing on there I want to watch now.
1: Which is what started to happen. A lot of people are like, there's nothing to watch on Netflix anymore. Yeah. Let me go to Disney Plus or Prime. So good tactic in my opinion
0: but you know I'm, I'm sure everyone listening will have started watching something on netflix got really into it and then it's been cancelled i think you know they, they could at least they could at least give the creators enough warning to
1: the Shinara chronicles
0: to to write an ending mindhunter mindhunter was amazing
1: did you ever watch Shinara chronicles i haven't watched mindhunter no Shinara Chronicles were great, but they only did two series.
0: And I think Mindhunter they did two series.
1: So, talking about nothing to watch, I've got something from James Gunn getting honest about superhero movie fatigue.
0: Oh, what's he said?
1: Um, And I've got a quote, a very long quote from him, but I will read it. So, James Gunn was speaking with Rolling Stone, and he said, I think there is such a thing as superhero fatigue. I think it doesn't have anything to do with superheroes it has to do with the kind of stories that get to be told and if you lose your eye on the ball which is character we love superman we love batman we love iron man because they're these incredible characters that we have in our hearts and if it becomes just a bunch of nonsense on screen it gets really boring i get fatigued by most spectacle films by the grind of not having an emotionally grounded story It doesn't have anything to do with whether they're superhero movies or not. If you don't have a story at the base of it, just watching these things bash each other, no matter how clever those bashing moments are, no matter how clever the designs and the VFX are, it just gets fatiguing, and I think that's very, very real.
0: Yeah, I agree with all of that. Yeah,
1: 100%.
0: Yeah, I think he knows what he's talking about, this James Gunn fella. Do
1: you know what? I think... They should get him on some like DC films and some Marvel films or (laughs) something.
0: I thought at first when he said Um, you know, if you don't have story at the centre of it, then you're gonna get fatigued. I thought he's definitely talking about Ant Man and the Wasp there. Yeah. But then when, when he started to talk about, you know, big spectacle thing films and it doesn't matter how Good, the VFX are on these things bashing each other. If there's no story, then it's not interesting. That definitely reminded me of Transformers.
1: Yeah. That was, it just, there were no stories after the first. Yeah, two.
0: like, the, the, I'd say after the first one, like, I, I think there is one good Transformers film, and it's the first one. And after that, it was utter nonsense.
1: Yeah. Which is why the Bumblebee movie was great, because it was a story about Bumblebee with a little bit of bashing here and there.
0: It it was good. It wasn't great.
1: I just like Bumblebee.
0: Um, I mean, speaking of James Gunn, though...
1: I knew you'd have something, so I'll put it in now. I was like, this will let him talk about his favourite guy.
0: We've spoke before about how James Gunn's writing the next Superman film called Superman Legacy, and he's been searching for a director for the film, and he's now found his director for Superman Legacy... Who is his it director? Is a... Uh, let me just check my notes. It is a Mr. James Gunn.
1: Oh, I know that name from somewhere. He's just basically gone, do you know what? Everyone's doing a shit show. I'm going to fucking direct it myself.
0: Well, I, I, apparently... Um, so Peter Safran, who... Uh, he's working with at DC, has been trying to convince him for a while that he should be directing this film. Um, and it looks like he's he's finally convinced him.
1: What do we suspect that he directs all the... What are they calling it? Is it the...
0: The, the DC...
1: EU?
0: No, no, it's just the no, DCU. There's...
1: I'm sure it's like DC Extended Universe or something. No, this... it
0: used to be. They dropped that. I think it's just for DC universe. But no, he's he's not gonna direct all of them. He wouldn't have the time to direct all of the films that they're looking at putting out as as well as doing his like overseeing job that he's doing. His uh I think his official title is uh Kevin Feige for DC. That what he
1: takes to tax man, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that's what it says on his pay slips. It says it's a good title. <laughs> James Gunn, Kevin Feige at DC.
1: We need to come up with we need to come up with a James anagram for a robot.
0: <laughs> but you know, I'm on board with this. Like just so, another, we, we...
1: just another movie entertaining system.
0: Yeah, that works.
1: <laughs> James.
0: Yeah, we should get ChatGPT GPT to do it.
1: <laughs> what write the films. <laughs> <laughs> It'd write some better films than they've been pulling out i feel I feel like chat G- G- gbt GPT is going to change some stuff. like do you know people have these ideas of what a film could be and have? and they think it's a great idea, but they just don't have the know-how to start writing a script.
0: I've just asked Chat GTP to write a movie called Superman Legacy. Okay. Okay. This is going to be a lot, so I hope, I hope it's good. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to cut it all out because it's going to be really boring. So this is what it's given me. Opening shot. The camera pans across a bustling metropolis. We see cars honking, people hurrying to work, and tall buildings reaching up into the sky. Suddenly, the camera zooms in on a red blur as Superman flies into view, soaring above the city. Act 1. We find Superman, played by Henry Cavill, Oh.
1: oh, don't tell him.
0: <laughs> Chat GTP throwing shade at James Gunn. <laughs> it's
1: like you've ditched our favourite
0: boy. In his fortress of solitude, contemplating his legacy. Oh, it got it in there. <laughs> hey, yeah. He saved the world countless times, but what happens when he's gone? Will anyone step up to take his place? As he ponders these questions, he receives a distress signal from the Justice League. Cut to a scene of the Justice League, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman and Cyborg gathered around a holographic map of the world. They inform Superman of a new threat, a group of villains led by the notorious Lex Luthor, played by Brian Cranston.
1: Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> has stolen a powerful weapon from Star Labs. Act 2, Superman and the Justice League race to stop the villains and recover the weapon. However, this is a Justice League film. (laughs) This is better than the
1: Justice League film.
0: (laughs) Superman and the Justice League race to stop the villains and recover the weapon. However, they quickly discover that Luthor's true plan is much more sinister. He's been developing a way to harness Superman's powers for himself using the stolen weapon as a key component. As the heroes fight to stop Luthor and his team, Superman realises he may not be able to save the day alone. He reaches out to a younger part... Wait a minute... Wait a fucking minute. Wait. (laughs) Superman reaches out to a young reporter named Clark Kent. (laughs) Played this is interesting. Played by Timothy
1: Charlemagne. Wait. Hold on a goddamn minute.
0: (laughs) Offering so offering to mentor him and train him in the ways of heroism. So Superman is going to train Clark Kent. I like it. In the final battle, Superman and the Justice League face off against Luthor and his superpowered powered minions. As the fight rages on, Clark steps up to help in his own way, using his journalistic skills to, <laughs> to uncover a crucial piece of information that allows the heroes to turn the tide of the battle. It doesn't say what the crucial piece of information is.
1: He only used a 2B pencil. You can just erase it.
0: In the end, Superman and Clark stand side by side, victorious. Superman realises he has found his legacy, not just as a hero, but as a mentor to the next generation of heroes. He passes his cape to Clark, who dons it with pride, and takes up the mantle of Superman. Closing shot, Clark stands atop a building, looking over the city. He sees a group of children playing below, and he smiles. The camera pans up to the sky as Superman flies into view, Watching over his city and his protege, the screen fades to black with the iconic Superman emblem.
1: And and then Clark Kent gets the ladder and climbs down with his notebook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's crazy. I love like ChatGPT c- c- can obviously know some things about Superman. It's, but, but excuse but, me, but,
1: it's just it's just cast Timothy Chalamet as Clark yeah. Kent. What are you gonna do if? If James Gunn comes out as saying Timothy Chalamet is going to be Superman in this movie,
0: I mean, I, I think I think we've got a Chat case GB- that we can. G-
1: has ChatGBT just found a leak off of the internet?
0: I, I think if Timothy Chalamet is playing Superman, then uh, we've got grounds for for a cut of that that sweet sweet we, DC money.
1: We just send an email to James Gunn saying hey, we thought of that first.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'll send him a tweet. He's always on Twitter. Like, actually, if you listen to the news of the Nerd Podcast, you will hear that we came up with that. Apart from we didn't, ChatGPT did.
1: But we put the words in it.
0: But yeah, it, it it very cleverly took because I told it to write the script for Superman Legacy. It it like it is really clever as an just as an AI. That it wrote a story for a Superman film that was all about legacy and, and and legacy superheroes as well. Even if it did think that Superman could train Clark Kent, which ChatGPT c- cannot see past Clark, Clark Kent's glasses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how good those glasses do. And the hair curl. Don't forget the hair
0: curl. <laughs> Like, that guy can't be Superman. I'm Superman should train one. him. Also, like, why? Why does he just pick a reporter? If Clark Kent, Clark Kent's nothing special. He's just a reporter <laughs> in this story. Why is Superman gone? <laughs> you, you should be the next Superman. But, but I haven't got any superpowers. Yes, but you've got journalistic skills,
1: and you've got the name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. You mean it's a different Clark Kent who just happens to also be a reporter?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, there's a there's a scene in this movie of of Superman teaching Clark Kent how to curl his hair, (laughs) (laughs) just in front of a mirror, saying, "Right, you've got to use a lot of hairspray there." Okay, now pull away. (laughs) Boom. Different identity.
0: Okay. Um, the Chat GPT. End, end,
1: end of the podcast.
0: Yeah, Chat GPT we can't, we can't is going to write the rest of the podcast for us.
1: Have you just entered that? No. No, please type that. I want to. I want to see what it says.
0: It's not. It's not got access to current internet though, so it's not going to know.
1: Ah, uh, they've been clever and said we'll do an AI, but we're not going to give it access to the internet.
0: But yeah, because when you start giving AIs access to the internet, then they become internet trolls. Um, right, what what other news have I got on my list? Uh, I've got one. Oh, there's, there's some casting news. I've got uh, casting well, news. Is it cast- casting? Yeah, well, I, I suppose it's not casting news because this is a returning character. Um, uh, this is for Captain America, New World Order. Okay. I am very excited that Liv Tyler is returning to the MCU as Bruce Banner's love interest, Betty Ross who was last seen in, like, 2009, I want to say? 2009 or 2010? The Incredible Hulk? I think it might have been 2010. 2008?
1: Was it? I don't know. I just got 2008 for some reason.
0: I think 2008 was Iron Man, and Incredible Hulk was two years later. Are you looking it up? 2008? Get fucked! So when was Iron Man then? 2006? 2008. Were Iron Man and The Incredible Hulk in the same year? Yes. Well...
1: Which is why no one remembers an Incredible Hulk film.
0: I thought The Incredible Hulk was the same year as Iron Man 2, which was 2010. That's what's... through me. Anyway.
1: Uh, We like Liv Tyler.
0: So, yeah, she will be returning to the MCU, back as Betty Ross, which must mean, you know... They've got. They must have plans, for, for her and for General Ross. I think. I think there's definitely going to be some Red hulking going on. Maybe not in this film, but definitely in in an upcoming film. Maybe the Thunderbolts.
1: I want to see Red Hulk, and I don't want him to just be the CGI of Hulk, but Red.
0: Yeah. No, he's got a mustache. Yeah. He's definitely got to have a moustache.
1: And a third nipple.
0: A a what?
1: (laughs) A third nipple. Why? Just so that you know it's not actual Hulk.
0: No, that's what the moustache is for.
1: Yeah, but some people get past the curl on Superman, so just a bit of insurance, isn't it? No, I remember you saying this to me, though, um, which has not been in it since that film. So it'll be interesting to see how they incorporate all of that.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, as far as I know...
1: Does that mean Bruce Ma- is coming back?
0: I was going to say, as far as I know, Mark Ruffalo's not be- in this film. But? But hopefully, you know, she hopefully she won't just be in this one film. They, they, they can have a, a reunion at some point, which would be nice to see. Because, you know, in the comics, she is his love interest. And... They kind of replaced her with Black Widow a bit, yeah. And I, I think that's kind of gone out the window now. That I, that I don't know. No,
1: it's absolutely still possible that you know.
0: Oh yeah, she's dead, isn't she?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I actually forgot about that. I think I blocked it out.
1: It's it's a really traumatic memory.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... I mean,
1: Hawkeye die. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, because then we would have never got that Hawkeye actually, TV actually, show.
1: Actually, true. Because we 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 love Hawkeye, as in female Hawkeye.
0: We like Hawkeye.
1: <laughs> I've also got casting news.
0: What, what's your casting news? So,
1: man, <laughs> man just seems a bit. Okay, so the Lilo and Stitch live action movie.
0: Oh yeah, I've seen this.
1: Has we have a director and we have a lead. Yeah. The director is Dean Fleischer-Camp. Okay. Sorry if I butcher your name, Dean. Um, and then the lead, so Lilo, is going to be by newcomer Maya Kaloa. First movie she's ever done. She's about eight or nine.
0: Um, and so Dean Fleischer-Camp hasn't directed a lot, but... He has just had an animated film nominated for Best Animated Film at the Oscars, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, which I watched a trailer for, and it looked really good.
1: Okay, that gives me hope. It's not, I mean, Leland Stitch in animated, but it's coming from an animation. I'm excited to see how they do it, and it needs to be, like, it has to be really good CGI as well. For it to work...
0: You know that's possible now, like they, they, they can, they'll just use the Rocket Raccoon model and change him to blue.
1: No, they need to do the Pokemon, Pikachu detective style and CGI animation.
0: Yeah, he
1: needs to look like the Bulbasaurs in that film. Of course, like if you ever see these things that say what Pokemon would look like in real life, and it's these terif- terrifying looking things, it's like, no, what they'd look like in real life is what they look like in that film.
0: Yeah, they did a really good job of not making them really, really terrifying and hideous. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know what I'd really like to see them do, which they're not going to do? I'd like to see them uh, do a Who Framed Roger Rabbit with it. Okay. And just have an animated stitch. That'd make it more interesting.
1: Well, I'm guessing that's what they're probably going to
0: do. Well, no, we are going to have a CGI stitch. Well, yeah. I mean, like Uh, a proper 2D animated stitch.
1: I get you.
0: You know what Who Framed Roger Rabbit is, don't you? Surely. Yeah, I've seen it, of course. Right, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's another its another remake that I think is unnecessary.
1: It's exciting, but, though. It, it's, <laughs> it's not. I grew up watching this, though. I was in that era, so it's nostalgia. I used always used to watch Lilo and Stitch when I was yeah. like five.
0: I love Lilo and Stitch.
1: Only because I made you watch it.
0: No, you made me watch the TV show. I already liked the film. Oh, okay. Which I think is on Disney Plus, by the way.
1: Ooh. Last time I saw I thought it was only, like, the second film on there.
0: Oh, uh, was it just for... Yeah, because they did, like, straight to DVD. for. I think they did one that's tied into the start of the TV show. And then I think they did another one to end it.
1: Yeah. The first one was good. The second one was okay.
0: Yeah, so on Disney Plus is Lilo and Stitch, the original film. Okay. Then there's Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch Has a Glitch, which I think is what started the series. Then there's Lilo and Stitch the series. And then I'm not sure what order these come in, but there's Stitch the movie. And there's Leroy and Stitch.
1: I think they go in I think it's a bit like the Pokemon movies. Do you know how they're just intersected in in the animes? Yeah. In, In bits. And like you can watch them and they link up. You don't have to watch them. But now I thought it was an interesting bit of casting news. Definitely, I feel like she looks like Lilo if it was in live action.
0: Well, you know, we'll see if it's any good. Again, not holding out much hope.
1: I have have a very exciting piece of TV news. And a piece of TV news that I'll be excited about, but you'll start bitching about. (laughs)
0: Okay, let's let's do that one first. I'm feeling grumpy off the back of the Lilo and Stitch movie.
1: You want to get the bitchy shit? Yeah, yeah. All right, the Harry Potter TV show remaking the original books is very close to happening. So they're going to do a series per book.
0: I don't... I I feel like people...
1: (laughs) Anyone listening just heard me say he's going to get pissy about it. just
0: like regardless of the J.K. Rowling of it all, I feel like it's been done. Like, we don't need it. You it don't, just, it don't fl- need
1: it, but many people want it.
0: I don't feel like people do that much anymore.
1: I think it could be really good. And I think it offers a lot of opportunity to do flashbacks to before the movies, you know, with, like, James, Sirius, Lily... And all of that,
0: yeah, that'd probably be more interesting, Which like a really prequel, good. a prequel series.
1: There's a massive fandom on social media, especially like TikTok, of people doing their own little acting of prequels. Do you know to yeah. music, like where you, the the what they're saying is just coming up as subtitles, like yeah. that sort of thing. And it's really interesting, and I think it'd be a really good thing to see. So, I,
0: I like I how we've like we've gone backwards to like the beginning of cinema. With, like, you know, you, you you used to just have an orchestra playing and dialogue would come up on, like, cards on the screen. Yeah. And now we've just got the same with TikTok. You have some annoying fucking Gen Z shit song playing. <laughs> and, the, and the dialogue just comes up on the screen because no one, no one watches videos with the sound on.
1: It's really addictive. Like, they're really good. So I feel like if this got... If if it happens, which it seems to be, I mean Warner Brothers are are talking to J.K. about it quite heavily, and it's so what they've said is Bloomberg, who tend to report quite well, have said that they're nearing a deal at Warner Brothers about it.
0: Yeah, and I don't. Know, there was someone at Warner Brothers said a while ago that you know we need to make better use of the IP that they've got. Such as Harry Potter. I mentioned Harry Potter specifically. I just feel like it's like I said, it's it's been done. Then again, you know, it and it, it doesn't feel like it's been done all that long ago, but it is now, isn't it?
1: It is. And these things, like I know, it's not as big, but do you know the Mortal Instruments? Yeah. The film came first, and then they put it into a series, and the series is a hundred times better. The hit series is amazing. Maybe they could do that with this, and it's like obviously it would be a full recast, I would hope. Maybe a few cameos, but I based on recent events, most of them probably won't want to work with it.
0: Yeah, like I said, he, he, like ignoring the JK Rowling of it all, I I don't particularly feel like we need this, but then. Not ignoring J.K. Rowling of it all. I feel like the series is, is is tainted now. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I did see the headline. It was like I scrolled past it in annoyance. <laughs> What's your other casting news anyway?
1: I knew you'd be pissy about that. So the other, it's not casting; it's announcement. I am so excited for it, and I don't know if we knew about it.
0: Is this is this to do with Daredevil? No. Oh.
1: I haven't got anything to do with Devil, so we'll come back to that. But this was put on Variety yesterday. HBO is developing another Game of Thrones prequel that will tell the story of Aegon Targaryen's conquest of Westeros. So the first Targaryen to come to Westeros. Oh, okay.
0: So this is before even House of the Dragon.
1: Way before. Like way this is like wow
0: this is when they this is when they come from Valeria,
1: Valeria. Oh, yeah so we'll probably see Valeria which from what they say in the right. show is how advanced they were that could be insane so what it's, if it's, it's just very... like
0: what if it's just like a normal a world like the driving cars and going to McDonald's and <laughs>
1: <laughs> be, but
0: they just have dragons. The, no, ju- so um, Aegon Targaryen is a mad scientist, genetically engineers some dragons in a lab, and then takes <laughs> some, just just takes them for a flight and they well, end no, up in Westeros.
1: the Targaryens were one of the smaller powers in Valeria, weren't they?
0: I don't know.
1: Yeah, so on... Like the lore of it is that there was like thirteen houses of Valeria and the Targaryens were one of the smaller weaker houses. The like some of the bigger ones were do you know in the House of the Dragon series? What's the sea serpent's surname? Is it Valer Valerion? Valerion.
0: And I think that they're the only yeah. other surviving house from yeah. old Valeria.
1: They were higher up than the Targaryens in Valeria, but Aegon Targaryen had the gall to fly over and be like, fuck you all, it's my house now.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool. Like, it just much, as much Game of Thrones as you want to keep making, like, I'm yeah. happy for you to flog that. Because that horse ain't dead yet, keep flogging it.
1: The project's in its very early stages, but producer and the cable network are currently on the hunt for a writer to take on the epic fantasy project. It's also been reported that there may be a feature component to the project, oh, which means that HBO and Warner Brothers would produce a feature film that would set up the potential series. Oh, that sounds cool. This is all stuff just being discussed at the moment, but it would be awesome to finally see a Game of Thrones movie get made. The project would tell the story of how Aegon and his sister-wives, Visenya and Rhaenerys, use their army and their free dragons to conquer six of the seven kingdoms on westeros with the exception of dawn in doing so aegon the first became the first king of westeros the first to sit on the iron throne and the founder of the targaryen dynasty so it's 300 years prior to the events of game of thrones yeah it's a hundred years before house of the dragon yeah but that'd be sick like we could see the creation We've seen the destruction of the Iron Throne. We could see the creation of it because I've always wondered: of would there just a load of like people holding the swords in place and and then just get set on fire? Because they said it was forged in dragon fire.
0: Yeah, no, I've never quite understood how that works either. Like, how did they do that?
1: Yeah, so were people just sat there like this is your death, but you're going to create something in the in the process?
0: Well, I I think maybe they were just like fitted together into a sculpture, and then the dragon breathed on it just to melt them together.
1: But oh, I think this would be awesome. Like, we all want an Arya series where we see what is West of Westeros.
0: Uh, I'm not bothered about an Arya series anymore. Like, the Game of Thrones is is too far gone for me to care about what we're, she's up to we're now. We're
1: eventually going to get a Jon Snow series. That's I mean, that's, still... been,
0: that's been discussed, hasn't it?
1: But a movie as well would be awesome. Because I reckon they could do that well.
0: I What I really want to see is uh, Robert's Rebellion.
1: Yeah, I do. I want to see more of Sir Alistair, the Sword of the Morning. Do you know the guy that used two swords? Yeah. I want to see more of that guy. Because like, those flashbacks where we got to see during Robert's Rebellion
0: were yeah. awesome
1: in that series. So that would be really cool to see. There's so much they could do with this, but I just think a movie would be great. And it's saying a movie to set up the series. So if the series is about them flying over to conquer the six of the seven kingdoms, would the movie be about the fall of Valeria? Possibly. So really exciting to me. So that's it for my TV and movie news. I've just got gaming and science left. So any TV movie news you've got?
0: Yeah, so um, another returning character has been announced for Daredevil. John Burnfall's Punisher is coming back.
1: I'm sure you said this last episode.
0: I don't think so. I think it's been announced in the meantime.
1: Okay, maybe we just spoke about it. But, yeah, I've heard this too. Really excited. I will admit, and I'm about to get chastised, I've never watched Punisher.
0: I watched series one of Punisher. But I think when Series 2 came out, it was when Netflix had already announced that they weren't going to be carrying on making these shows. Because I love Jessica Jones, and it took me ages to get to uh, Jessica Jones Series 3, I think it was. Whatever the last series of Jessica Jones was. Because I I knew they weren't carrying it on. But I have gone back and watched it, and it was really good. Also, Iron Fist Series 2 was good. I watched Iron Fist,
1: and I, I liked that.
0: Series one was bad. Series two was good. I think a lot of people didn't even bother with series two because of how bad Series One was.
1: I think I liked I still liked partially liked Series One, but that's more the martial artist in me. Yeah,
0: but you you like everything, Ben.
1: I don't, but the martial arts in series one were still very good.
0: What did you think to the defenders? Oh, shit. Yeah, or bad.
1: (laughs) I, I I don't think I finished the first episode. I got bored.
0: I think it's like five episodes or something, or six episodes. I got bored. And and they didn't all meet up until like episode three.
1: A show about the Defenders didn't have the Defenders in until halfway through.
0: Yeah. So I, I've got some news, uh, actually. But like finally, after six months of doing this podcast, I've got a good enough excuse to talk about my favourite TV show. Red Dwarf. There's Red Dwarf news, can you believe it?
1: Fucking hell. You've just been waiting. You've been scouring all the time like, come on, let me talk about it.
0: Yeah, it's the only reason I started doing this podcast.
1: I thought you just wanted to spend more time with me.
0: (laughs) No, no, that's the downside. I just needed someone to talk to. Otherwise, I'd just be talking to myself, and that's weird. So, uh, I'll give you a bit of a history lesson. So Red Dwarf was created by Rob Grant and Doug Naylor. They formed a company called Grant Naylor Productions.
1: I have, I do know this, right? Or are you telling them?
0: I'm telling everyone.
1: Okay, cool. Anyone
0: will listen. Okay. Uh, after six series, Rob Grant didn't want to keep writing Red Dwarf. So Doug carried on by himself, but it was still Grant Naylor Productions. And so he, he did two more series...
1: That's why the writing went downhill.
0: He did two more series in the 90s. He then came back with a a special on Dave. Dave then commissioned three more series and then a feature-length episode. These have all been solely written by Doug Naylor. After that, after the last one came out, It has been assumed, I think, by most Red Dwarf fans that no more Red Dwarf was going to get made because there was a legal dispute between Rob Grant and Doug Naylor. I think because Rob, who was still on the Grant Naylor board of directors, had tried to oust Doug, who has carried on making Red Dwarf all these years, from the board of directors of. And, and, you know. Red Dwarf is the only thing that Naylor Productions does. So he, he tried to take the guy who's still making Red Dwarf off the board of directors of the company that makes Red Dwarf. Um, what
1: was he smoking at the time?
0: I mean, God knows what, I, I you know, two sides to every story. I'm sure there's more to it than we will ever find out. We've never really found out even all these years later, exactly why Rob didn't want to keep writing Red Dwarf anymore. Anyway, uh, a statement was released a couple of weeks ago that says, Rob Grant and Doug Naylor are delighted to announce the ongoing dispute over the Red Dwarf rights has been resolved. Moving onwards and upwards, Rob and Doug hope to launch separate iterations of Red Dwarf across various media, working again with the cast and other valued partners, and wish each other the very best. So not only is Doug going to keep being able to make Red Dwarf on TV like he has been, but it looks like Rob is going to start making his own version of Red Dwarf again in whatever form that takes. I don't know what that could be. He's He's been interviewed recently, and he mentioned many different things. I think the... One that he seemed most interested in was uh, animation. Okay. But yeah, it looks like not only is Red Dwarf going to start being made again, there's going to be more of it made than we could have really hoped for before.
1: That's exciting. Possibly. If it's good.
0: Well, to be honest, most, most recent Red Dwarf has been good. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not golden age red dwarf, which is like series uh, three and four, th- three, three to six, I'd say. But most of it has still been at a really high standard. There are a few episodes in there that are really poor, but I like more of it than I dislike.
1: Yeah, so with everything though, isn't there? There are going to be episodes that you dislike, but no, that is very exciting.
0: It is. Um, so yeah, I think a, an animation could work really well. I'd love a like ongoing Red Dwarf comic book. I think could work really well. Uh, but there's there's always multiverse stuff in Red Dwarf. So you, I'd I'd love to see them expand on. Um, you know, there's an episode where we go to a parallel universe where everything's the same, but the genders of everyone are swapped. I'd like to see, you know, what happens to that crew after they leave, because they still exist out there in their own universe. Yeah. Um, there's millions of Ace Rimmer's that have existed. What I, I'd like to see, you know, the all River their different series. stories. Yeah.
1: A what-if Ace Rimmer.
0: Exactly, yeah, you could do that. What
1: What if... <laughs> what if Arnold Rimmer knew what gazpacho soup was?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, just a, a Red Dwarf what-if series. You'd have been captain by now.
1: Probably. <laughs> You'd have more than some swimming certificates. Now, I'm I'm happy. As long as uh, there's some new Red Wolf stuff, I'm happy to watch it.
0: So I think the assumption is that Doug will keep making the live-action stuff with the current cast, and Rob's yeah. going to do his own thing.
1: Uh, someone I work with actually met Chris Barry the other week at... One of the Comic Cons, I think. Yeah, like he, he does a lot of Birmingham. cons So, yeah, shout out to UTC. Um, but he sent this picture, and Jesus Christ, I was like, wait, why do I recognize that person? He looks so old.
0: I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're all getting on. Uh, you know, they're not going to be able to do this forever, which is why I'm glad this has got wrapped up so that we can get more Red Dwarf while they're still able, basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so do you want some beefy gaming news as in like shit's gone down go on man so again activision blizzard is facing legal trouble um with the company being sued by the u.s department of justice over allegations that it established a competitive balance tax
0: i don't know what that is and it sounds really boring
1: so it's the latest in a series of controversies for Activision Blizzard since 2020. It got d- discriminated and there was it led to a walkout of employees and a lawsuit
0: by... It got discriminated? What are no. you talking about?
1: No, there was an issue with discrimination and harassment. That is not what
0: you said. You I'm said sorry. Activision Blizzard got discriminated.
1: Okay, there was an issue with they, Activision Blizzard. They were Blizzard.
0: discriminatory.
1: They were discriminating.
0: They were discriminating.
1: And harassing, which led to a walkout of employees and also a a lawsuit by the California Department of Fair Employment. Uh, Oh, and then they faced criticism by allegedly denying to pay raises for employees at Raven Software in Hong Kong. So now, according to the complaint, the so-called competitive balance tax was created to avoid wealthier esports clubs from overpaying for the top talent in the call of duty and overwatch esports tournaments and if a franchise club violated the tax by paying its players more than the activision blizzard imposed caps the teams would be penalized and fined money um, and the money would be split among the other non-infringing teams so, but so the Department of Justice is well. That that
0: all just sounds like legal jargon. Uh, I, like... So,
1: bas- so basically, they put a cap on how much teams could pay their esports players. Okay. And if they broke that, it was fined and given to all the other teams. But didn't break that. Okay. What the Department of Justice is saying is that this was basically put in to lower the salaries and stop them being paid. Okay. But the quote is the best. So the quote, do you know, like their legal spokesperson? Yeah. Said, <laughs> we have always fought and still believe that the competitive balance tax was legal. And that's okay. all they're saying on the matter. They thought it was legal, so it's OK.
0: OK. I mean, I, I don't. I, yeah. I don't have you any might not care about this. I but... don't have any opinion. I don't, I don't care. I really, I'm really, i trying. I'm trying my hardest to care. It's just not happening. You might, but
1: other people might.
0: I bet they don't.
1: They probably do. Activision Blizzard is big, especially for PC gamers.
0: Aren't they so- being bought by Microsoft? Or is that not happening anymore?
1: Well, it might, it might do. It might not for this. It might mean that Microsoft get a massive deduction on how much they actually end up paying for it. But no, nothing's confirmed yet.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, while we're talking gaming, go on. So on a gaming episode, I was lamenting the loss of Google Stadia, for game streaming. Yes. And uh, you know, a, a new a new competitor, a new challenger, a new a new a new player has entered the game. To quote Shaun of the Dead, Amazon. Okay. Amazon have entered the gaming market with Luna. Luna? And the best bit about it is you, you don't need to buy it. Like, I have been playing on Amazon Luna when I haven't spent a penny. Because playing it on my Amazon Fire Stick that I already had, I'm using my Google Stadia controller... And the games that I've been playing are included in my Prime membership.
1: I could see this coming when, when Get Prime Gaming got set up.
0: It, it's it's a really good idea. And I, I think they might be able to penetrate the market in a way that Google couldn't. Because if you don't have to buy any extra hardware, you can use your Bluetooth controllers you've already got. You can connect your PlayStation controllers to it. You can download an app onto your phone to use your phone as a controller instead. So many people have already got fire sticks, and you, you don't it doesn't have to be a fire stick. There's other devices you can play on as well so you you can just play it in your in in your web browser. you can play it in Google Chrome or Microsoft Edge or on Safari. you can download it onto your uh Android. you can play it on fire t v devices. Uh, There's some Samsung smart TVs you can play it on. So you don't need to buy any new hardware to play it. There are games included in your Amazon Prime membership, and you can link it to your Ubisoft account. So if you've got games on your Ubisoft account, you can stream those through Luna as well. Okay. Nothing needs downloading. It's all streamed. So as long as you've got a good internet connection... You can play all these games without ever
1: so it's like having to play download PlayStation them. PlayStation Now. Yeah. The more the more contracts they acquire, the more you'll be able to play through streaming.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And you know, Amazon has those has those links where it will be able to. And i I'm just looking now, and the games that are available to me have changed because what's available through Prime has changed. So I can now play um, Jackbox Party Pack 3. Which okay. The, the Jackbox games are always fun if you've got people around. I can play Yakuza 2 and I can just play that in my web browser without having to do anything. I, I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. And like I said, Amazon is already in everyone's home.
1: Most people have got Prime.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and that's how they are you in, you know. You've got Prime. You can play these games for free. You may as well try it out. And, yeah. Oh, It'd actually, be you know. stuff
1: you stuff se- for your same subscription.
0: And, and then while you're on it, yeah, you can buy Resident Evil 2 Remake. You can buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Or you can sign up to Ubisoft Plus for £15 a month. And you can stream, like, every Ubisoft game.
1: Definitely easier than buying a console.
0: Yeah, um, you know there's not as much as would be available on a console yet, but there is some big games on there. Like I said, Assassin's Creed Valhalla's on there, Far Cry Six is on there, um, Alien Isolation, which might be an older game, but it's still great. Uh, Guacamelee Two, Sonic Mania, Tetris Effect.
1: All your, all your classics.
0: That there, there are, you know, it, it's not just it's not just small games. So yeah, that uh, could well be one to watch out for.
1: Yeah. So, talking about gaming, still, I don't know if you'll have heard about this, but going on the whole tabletop games being turned into movies, you know, the whole D and D movie, and Lionsgate currently developing a Monopoly movie. Yes. Terra Mystica, which is a board game, is getting a TV adaptation. So basically, it's like an empire building game. Okay. Where, so it's set in a land with 14 different peoples in seven different landscapes, and you have to develop and grow and terraform. And the, it's a company called Cobalt Knight, nabbed the screen ad- adaptation rights to the Terra Mystica universe, which also includes a sequel called Gaia Project. It doesn't specifically say movie or TV show yet, but I feel with the way they talk about it, possibly TV show, do you know with the amount of possibility of stories within it? Yeah. 14 different races, seven different landscapes. I thought it'd be cool because it's that sort of style of game, if you know what I mean. Do you know, like D&D, Lords of the Rings, that kind of culture. Do you know, like dwarves and elves and...
0: Yeah, that like high fantasy. Yeah, so
1: I thought it was really cool. Um, especially, I've never played it, but something new.
0: Yeah, it could be good. It's got potential. Like what? What other board games do you want to see turned into films? Like, it's absolutely bizarre that they're doing a Monopoly film.
1: What was that game? I was obsessed with it. You had to like get a marble across like a weird maze.
0: screwball scramble.
1: Is that what it were? And you had, like, a bridge and you had to quickly, like, and then... They then yeah. Port.
0: You want to see a screwball scramble movie? Yeah. Pitch it to me. How would you do it?
1: A horror film. <laughs> <laughs> People get put into this horrible torture device. So you, talk- you
0: are the marble.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's just these demonic beings that are using you as marbles and, like, making, you forcing you around this maze.
0: Okay, cool. I'm in. You can have 15 million.
1: Cool, thank you. <laughs> can I only use one million for the movie and just keep the rest?
0: No. Oh. That's not how budgets work.
1: I mean, it won't be hard. <laughs> just get a camera
0: and do it in real life. <laughs> what do you mean do it in real life? Are you going to build a giant screwball scramble?
1: Yeah, and put people in balls. and.
0: Oh, shit. So you're in like a big, like a, like a Zorb? <laughs> yeah.
1: But there's actual dangerous shit at the bottom. I mean,
0: that sounds fun. I want to. I want to be in a zorb and do screwball scramble.
1: <laughs> Not when there's lava and nails and stuff at the bottom.
0: <laughs> lava and nails and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, this is very well thought through.
1: Eloquently put, isn't it?
0: Uh, we've got some trailers to talk about, Ben. You want to talk about some trailers? Have you got anything else I've first? Got science,
1: I've got science news. Okay. Some very good science news and very hopeful, endearing, and also just puts into fact how advanced we are getting. So a new battery starves cancer cells of oxygen in mice. A battery? Yes. So a self-charging battery wrapped around a tumour removes the oxygen from cancer cells um, and has shown A ninety percent decrease in tumor volume in two weeks in mice. Wow! So they had a small battery wrapped around the breast cancer tumors, and then combined with cancer therapy, it showed ninety percent decrease in two weeks.
0: Okay, so this is being combined with more traditional methods as well.
1: Yeah, but traditional methods on their own normally what take a year.
0: Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. It's still sort of effect. It's still massive. Yeah.
1: And it just—I think—it just shows the extent of what we could be on the precipice of.
0: I've got some interesting science news. Oh, go on. The sort of thing I feel like you'd like. Uh, An Australian food startup has made meatballs out of mammoth DNA.
1: I saw this. I didn't put it in, but I remember seeing this. They like grew a a mammoth
0: chunk of meat. Because mammoths uh, are often quite well preserved in permafrost. Yeah. Um, so scientists have, have been sequencing the mammoth genome for a while. And uh, yeah, this company has grown some mammoth meat in a lab and made a meatball out of it. So, uh,
1: Did it taste nice? That's what I want to know.
0: I have no idea.
1: Wait, did they eat it? Like, did they Wait, dare to eat it?
0: <laughs> that's what I'm getting to.
1: What kind of sauce did they have on it?
0: So, James Ryle was the chief scientific officer for this company that's called Vow. He said, normally we would taste our products and play around with them, but we were hesitant to immediately try and taste, because we're talking about a protein that hasn't existed for 5,000 years. I've got no idea what the potential or all- might be of this particular protein. So we're not actually offering it. It's not going on sale.
1: So they're saying, and this actually links into my next bit of news. So to carry it over, they're saying if they ate it, they're scared it's going to start a zombie apocalypse.
0: That is not what they're saying.
1: Taking me on to my
0: bit of news. <laughs> that is not what they're saying.
1: <laughs> Taking me on to my bit of news. So, so we're obviously going to do a last of this episode next, going through every episode and what we thought about, it links to the game and things like that. Um, So obviously in The Last of Us, cordyceps is a fungus that infects the brain and causes you to essentially become a zombie. Yes. A 61-year-old man in India has become the first person in the world to contract a plant-fungal disease disease. Amid heightened concerns about the threat they pose due to climate change and resistance to available treatments. Obviously fungus are one of the most highly resistant to anything we have available, but the thing is they can't affect us because of temperatures. However, this man worked as a plant mycologist. And he got taken to hospital because he was suffering from a hoarse voice, cough, fatigue, and difficulty swallowing for three months. Basically, I had a really bad flu. For but... three months? Yeah. Wow. But it's the.
0: His it so the... chlorophyll were discolored. And...
1: So he had abs- abscesses on his neck. And when the pus samples were tested, it emerged that he'd been infected with. Chondrosterum porporum which is the same fungus that causes silver leaf disease in plants. So it's all because of the fact that global warming and the climates are increasing. It's showing that the fungus are adapting to these temperatures, which is making them possible to actually survive in a human body.
0: Cool. That's terrifying. Thanks very it, much.
1: It, it <laughs> is absolutely terrifying. And it's at the worst point in time as well when The Last of Us series is out. And (laughs) the first scene in that where they're like, they're talking about this. Yeah. That it couldn't happen. But if the climate increased, it could. And we are fucking seeing that now. So, but it's the fact it's the first person. Yeah. So I thought that was absolutely terrifying. But also kind of interesting at the same time
0: yeah it is interesting let's talk about some trailers okay uh let's start with let's start with the biggie secret invasion
1: this trailer gives a lot more than the first one
0: like what yeah the first one was a teaser though this is the proper trailer
1: it gives us a lot more uh but it doesn't reveal who's a scroll
0: it doesn't reveal everyone who's a scroll so we know some of the scrolls in this yeah so obviously talos is back he's clearly a scroll and he's been he's been filling in nick nick fiori's role post while while nick fury's been off world
1: i get the distinction i get the feel or whatever you want to call it that this is the last time we're going to see nick fury
0: Oh, I don't know. A lot I of that
1: in there is like for one last fight. I he says it a lot.
0: I I don't think they're about to have a, like a definitive like kill off Nick Fury. He's not going to be a this anymore. I I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Or they do, and then after credit scene, it shows him transformed back into a scroll while he's dead.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like the um, it's like the Doctor Who thing. When now what 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 are those things with the suckers on called? Cylons. No. Zygons. How close. That when the doctor makes them forget which which of them are actually human and which of them are yeah. zygons. So yeah, they could They could make you think the scroll Nick Fiori's dead and it turns out that actually the real Nick Fiori's dead. It could kill both of them, and then just another scroll becomes Nick Fury.
1: It seems very, it seems very cinematic for a TV show.
0: Yeah, I think like the tone of it look like it really gets me excited. You it made
1: know, me forget that it is going to be a TV show.
0: Yeah, which the, could, could, could this, be good, could be bad. Could this be the thing that? really gets Marvel back on track. I suppose we've got Guardians of the Galaxy 3 before this, and yeah. uh, hopefully, you know, I've, I've got high hopes for that.
1: And also, can we just point out the fact we have no what if, and I'm pretty sure I said you had to do a forfeit.
0: I I, I don't remember that. You've just I, made that up. No,
1: I'm pretty sure we agreed on something.
0: Okay, well, find me what episode you said that on, and the timestamp.
1: It was last episode. <laughs>
0: There is a shot in this of Nick Fiore looking at Nick Fiore's grave. Yeah. Do if do it does that mean that Talos dies? I don't know. Um, also we now know who Amelia Clark is playing.
1: I'm so excited to see Amelia Clark in this.
0: Amelia Clark is playing Gaia, who is the daughter of Talos from Captain Marvel. If you remember at the end. And uh, she's talking to Monica Rambeau, and Monica tells her never to change the colour of her eyes.
1: In, when were this?
0: At the end of Captain Marvel.
1: The girl? The l- yeah. the little girl?
0: Yeah, the little girl Skrull. Oh, yeah. Who's Talos' yeah, yeah, daughter. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. That is who Amelia Clark is playing.
1: It seems like she's going to be in it quite a lot as well.
0: Yeah, I think she's going to be one of the main characters by the looks of and it. And I'm
1: very glad that she's joined the Marvel MCU.
0: Um, And we've got Olivia Colman in it as well, who is one of the best actresses working today. Like, she is fantastic in everything she's in. Um, She is playing the head of MI-13, which I think is basically the British shield. Yes. In the comics. But yeah, it, it, it looks like, you know, proper, like, political thriller. Um, along the same lines as something like Winter Soldier was. It looks real tense. Yeah, I love that moment when I mean, Talos like, and I think we we saw it in the last trailer. But when Talos walks up to the guy, like it, it threatening him, and then everyone in the room stands up and turns into the same guy.
1: Oh, that's terrifying! With the arm that extends sixteen feet, like what the fuck is that?
0: Yeah, like he's more than just a scroll.
1: He's a super scroll.
0: Well yeah, like Super Skrull is a character, but I think in I think in the comics he has the powers of all four of the Fantastic Four.
1: Which would make sense with what he was doing.
0: I mean yeah, it it was kinda of stretching. I don't know. It
1: That is terrifying though.
0: But but you know, he's he's got more powers than just a standard scroll by the looks of that.
1: Yeah. Um, I watched this trailer with a friend and all the way through, he kept going, they're setting up new Avengers, aren't they? They're setting up new Avengers. And I was just looking, I was like, where are you getting this from? Like, probably, but what is prompting you to say this?
0: Well, I mean, we know there's new Avengers projects coming, but I don't think this is particularly setting it up. I do wonder if we'll see Valentina in this, because Martin Freeman is in this trailer.
1: Yes, very briefly, I believe.
0: We, we last saw him being sprung from the back of a from police custody by Okoye, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, a colonizer in chains.
1: But yeah, it looks really good. My own problem is that it does it look too cinematic for a TV show? Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that was the issue.
0: That but wasn't the issue. One, l- it
1: was one of the issues.
0: No, that, that didn't look too cinematic. They spent most of their time in various warehouses. That looked like it had been made on the cheap.
1: It looked too movie. No. It didn't feel like a TV show.
0: It didn't feel like a good TV show.
1: Maybe that's what the re- <laughs> why it didn't feel like a TV show, because it just wasn't good.
0: But yeah, so Secret Invasion is coming out. June 21st it's going to start streaming on Disney Plus and we're still doing weekly episodes for this yeah?
1: Uh, Yes.
0: I'm assuming that's a Wednesday June 21st it is so uh, we will watch that and record as soon as possible afterwards so hopefully by the Friday we can have an episode out about it.
1: Yeah. We then had Blue Beetle.
0: I was really impressed by this. This
1: looks fucking awesome.
0: It looks it looks really fun. It looks like something superhero movies have forgot how to do in recent also years. Also
1: terrifying.
0: Yeah, like when he transforms when he first gets the Beetle on, it's like proper body horror.
1: Yeah, and it was like the bit where it was like the Sioux protects its host. sometimes it'll do what you want sometimes it won't it's like okay yeah is that like anti-hero by like force like has no cho- wants to be a good hero but has no choice to be anti because the suit just goes fuck off it looks really good visually as well and this is a movie
0: this is a movie yeah i think it was going to be a tv show and they changed it yeah it kind of reminds I don't know if you've ever seen a film called Guyver, the Guyver, G U Y V E R. But if you Google it, it kind of reminds me of the Guyver suit.
1: It, I think, it felt very different to any other DC trailer we've seen.
0: I'd say, if anything, it seems most in line with Shazam One. Yeah. The suit itself is very. Iron Man. Like the 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 powers of the suit seem very Iron Man, especially like the more recent Iron Man suits with the nanobots.
1: But I think this is the first proper piece of DC where James Good and Peter Saffron have took over and starting their universe, isn't it? Well
0: no no, this was before that. Peter Saffron is producer on this, but this was before they were hired.
1: okay. So it's going to have some influence of their ideas in there.
0: Um, Oh, so I'm just reading Wikipedia about it. It was always going to be a film, but it was going to be a film for HBO Max. Okay. And then it was changed to have a theatrical release.
1: But no, I think it looks really, really good.
0: That was before they were hired uh, to be be the leads at, at the DC... For the dc movies but yeah peter saffron is producer on it i believe it's produced by the saffron company
1: so probably partially the re- part of the reason why they put him on board
0: but so is Shazam fury of the gods so is Aquaman and the lost kingdom so is the suicide squad like he's produced a lot for dc already but yeah, I was hoping it would look cool. I was hoping it would look different. And yeah, I think it, it definitely does that.
1: Yeah, definitely. We're going to have to eat his words about why is they need to make these movies about unknown heroes.
0: Why? What have we said about that?
1: We said, what's the point? And when we were talking about Blue Beetle and also the luchador oh. person.
0: oh, I think, you, I, I think I said that I was looking forward to Blue Beetle. In our uh, 2023 preview episode, I'm pretty sure. But this this trailer, I, I enjoyed this trailer more than I expected to. And I was hoping it was going to be good already. I think the suit looks cool. Yeah. I, th- I think that shot at the end, Uh, he's got his own suit lady. He's got his own uh, Friday. Yep. And she says, whatever you can imagine I can create.
1: It's the parasite talking to him.
0: And he makes a massive sword, which I'm not sure if it's meant to be. Is that the sword from Final Fantasy VII? Is that Cloud's sword? I'm not sure. It looks like it, and then he does like a proper like anime pose with it.
1: Seems like that kind of teenager though, doesn't he? Like kind of nerdy.
0: Yeah, it was just like proper like anime or like Power Rangers drags the sword across the floor and then does a pose with it i enjoyed it i
1: enjoyed i enjoyed the trailer
0: it reminded me of power rangers a bit we should talk about power rangers actually i've not got that written down on my list but we should talk about power rangers once and always are you looking forward to power rangers once and always
1: i don't yes i am but there's also there's obviously people missing from it
0: Various people missing from it yeah uh, so, who are the the original 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 Power Rangers in this? Are the Blue Ranger and the, and the Black Ranger. Ranger, and I think that's it.
1: it. Is the Pink Ranger not in it? I think yeah she is. She is. I'm sure. No, she no,
0: that, she's not. That's not the original Pink Ranger. She turned it down. I think that's the second Pink Ranger. Oh, so is
1: it? It's and also it's also the second Red Ranger. The
0: second Red Ranger, yeah. And I assume the second Yellow Ranger because the the original Yellow Ranger died
1: yeah. um, in a um,
0: car accident, I believe. Jason
1: Jason David Frank turned it down before
0: he passed away. Yeah, and so did... Is, is it Amy Jo Johnson, is it Amy? Yes, that's the original Pink. It's the original Pink Ranger. Um, but she has revealed why she turned it down. is because she was busy with her own... Because this is being released for the 30th anniversary of Power Rangers. Yeah. And she was busy with her own 30th anniversary plans. Okay. Which is, she has written a Power Rangers comic book.
1: Oh, that's really cool.
0: Yeah. Okay, least point, she didn't like, just she...
1: go, nah, fuck you, I'm too big for this shit.
0: No, no, she, because she was doing her own thing that she wanted to focus on. I respect that. And... Uh... Yeah, I was I was reading an interview with her talking about it, and it, it sounds like it was uh, you know a passion project of hers. It was, you know, she had a, an idea for this story, and uh, decided it had it had worked well as a comic book. So she wrote the comic book, and I think it's going to be put out by Boom Comics. Okay, yeah. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, like I. As a '90s kid, I'm really looking forward to the return of Mighty yeah. Morphin Power Rangers, even if it's not all the original cast that I remember. Because we're, you know,
1: we're going to get Zordon back, and, so we're um, going to get Zordon
0: back. Alpha? We're going to get Alpha Five back.
1: Alpha Five, is...
0: like that's all we need. Rangers, isn't it? we've got Rita Repulsa back.
1: Yeah, it's just Alpha Five when like, Rangers, Zordon needs you.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of Lord Zed cameo in there.
1: The put, the clay putty.
0: Yeah, the putty sh- patrollers. Guys. Yeah, it's just it, everything. Everything you remember from Mighty Morphin Power I want Rangers. It to, I want
1: it to be really shit combat, though, <laughs> like it was.
0: Yeah. Then it, so so the, the second Red Ranger in this, I think his name was Rocky. By the time he came into it, I wasn't like I I stopped watching by then. So Why?
1: I I watched Mighty Morphin because of you. I yeah. didn't watch any then until really Wild Force was mine.
0: Yeah, Wild Force and yeah, I think that it was just, the first Wild one. Wild Force,
1: Ninja Storm, and Dino Thunder. Yeah. Were mine.
0: Which one was it where like they were they were like dirt bikers?
1: Uh no, only one of them. Than was a dirt biker. It's the.
0: No, they were always all on dirt bikes.
1: Oh, uh, that was Ninja Storm, I think.
0: Is that, they had, yeah, they I think had, it might
1: have been. It was just was like sick. trying
0: to be as cool as possible. Yeah, like.
1: but it was sick because then they got a Green Ranger, and the way the Green Ranger came about was the best any Ranger has ever come about. He got sent into the past and got his mum's necklace, which he then turned into a morpher, and it was fucking sick because his helmet <laughs> twisted round, and you're like, how is your neck not snapped?
0: There is a Green Ranger in this.
1: Yes, I don't know who it is though. But
0: yeah, I, I I don't think it shows the Green Ranger without his helmet on at any point.
1: Nothing will ever take my love away from Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin, and Wild Force. Wild Force was brilliant.
0: You know you know what? I, I really hope Bulk and Skull are back. Oh god. Just as old men. Yeah. it still like just <laughs> acting like children Bullies. if i were, didn't they come back in one of the other series i'm sure i've yeah. seen them again
1: i think they came back in one at once i watched yeah you were like is that fucking bulk and skull
0: but yeah but that's that's coming out soon that's the 19th of april so only a couple of weeks until that comes out
1: definitely be giving that a watch what's it coming out on do we know netflix oh cool uh
0: the other big trailer that was released like this morning. Was uh, across the Spider Verse. I haven't watched. Have you not watched it yet? No. Well, it looks very good. Has a lot more Spider People in it. Uh, it have, also Spider Ham. Uh, no, I don't think he I was in this them. one. I mean, he's a main character in the first one. Have you? You not watched I've the not first watched one? Have you? Room, no. I can't believe I can't believe you've not seen it. It is the best Spider-Man film. There's reference in this as well to No Way Home. Spider-Man 2099 says, Don't even get me started on Doctor Strange and that kid from Earth-199999, which is the MCU's designation, apparently. Okay. It gives the first look at the villain, the spot, Who's a really like amusing villain? He's like—is
1: it like a prepubescent teen?
0: He he has like a full white suit with black spots all over it, and they're like portals. Oh, okay. Um, but it looks like so. It looks like Spider-Man 2099 is uh, the leader of like a Spider-Man Avengers, basically, like all the spider men in this group, and he won't let Miles join. And the the impression I get from this trailer is it's because Miles wouldn't choose for greater good. So I I, I get the idea, but for some reason, Miles is going to have to choose between saving his dad and saving the multiverse, which is why Miles can't join because he would choose his dad. Yeah. Watch this trailer. Though. I don't think it. I don't think it spoils anything from the first one. And then watch the first one. Like, why haven't you seen it yet?
1: I don't know. I'm just...
0: It is really good. Like, you will not be disappointed. I like in this as well. All the all the Spider Men, and they did it a bit in, in the first one as well, actually. But all the Spider Men like have their own animation style.
1: It's just a jumble of animation.
0: And, yeah. So you know, like you you've got like early comics spider-man with just like the the cell shaded like really blocky colors Um but then there's like ps4 spider-man in there looking a bit more cgi um in the first one you've got like an anime spider person and she's a, a spider girl but wow, uh no yeah you do, you do need to watch it and this trailer for the next one looks really good i i can't wait it is going to be the best film of the year. So I think that's all our news.
1: So do you want to talk a little bit about what we've watched and then tell everyone to fuck up? Da, 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 da. this segment is the recommendations.
0: There you go. It's been a few weeks since we've done an episode, so I've watched a few things. Um... I'll I'll stick with my favourite few things I've watched. So that is Daisy Jones number six, highly recommended on Amazon Prime. The entire series is on there now. It's a a series it's done like a documentary. So there's interviews with members of the band and then flashbacks to when they're in the band. And it's about so the band called the Six and they team up with Daisy Jones and it's I think it's it's inspired by the the Fleetwood Mac uh, drama that went on there in that band but it's it's basically about two people who make brilliant music together but should never work together. And it, it's, it's like a proper love-hate, love-hate relationship. Like they're drawn to each other, but for all the wrong reasons. And they're a terrible influence on each other, but they make great music. And, you know, the, the fans won't let them not. Uh, but, you know, it, it was that good. And the music in it is that good that as soon as I've finished watching it, I've bought the vinyl as well. Okay. So that's that's a big recommendation. Uh the other thing I've just started watching is uh Yellow Jackets series 2. Have you watched Yellow Jackets?
1: No, not yet. It is next on my list. It's on I, um
0: It's on Paramount Plus. Paramount. Yeah. So I mean I told you to watch series 1, but series 2 started now. The first two episodes are out and so far it has been um yeah, just shocking. Like the end of episode, just when when you get around to watching it, just let me know your reaction to the end of episode two. Series two, episode two is, I'm still in shock from it.
1: Oh, so good, good, ter- good.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, I thought you meant like terrible, like, why have they made this?
0: Um, And I've just started watching, I don't know how many episodes they're doing total, um, but the BBC have done a new adaptation of Great Expectations And it is starring Olivia Colman, who I said earlier is one of the best actresses working today. Olivia Colman is playing Miss Havisham. And I watched two episodes yesterday and really enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting to. So that is on BBC iPlayer. Okay. Big recommend, and you know, I've been watching other things as well. Uh, Stargate Atlantis, obviously, we've watched all of The Last of Us. Um, I started watching Star Wars The Clone Wars, um, but you know, they're, they're the main things that I've been watching.
1: So, I've actually watched a few things as well. I've actually watched a recommendation you gave me. Oh, yeah, extraordinary.
0: Oh, yeah, and did you like
1: it? It's fucking brilliant. It's really
0: funny, isn't it?
1: It's really, really, really good. And I was annoyed that there isn't a second season yet to watch.
0: No, but it has been renewed for a series two.
1: Yeah, I've seen that. I was just like, it ended it at the most, the main bit I wanted to see. Like, we talked about it, and obviously, spoilers, kind of. My question to you, I said, does she get powers or not? And it ends just before you find out. Kind of.
0: I, I, she doesn't get, I don't think it hints to her getting powers.
1: It, her wanting, to, going forward to finding out to get them. Oh,
0: yeah. But like, yeah, it doesn't, <clears throat> it doesn't suggest that she's got powers.
1: No. Um, but no, that was really good. I have just, so I rewatched the first season and then watched the second and third season of Orville. I finished that yesterday. So I, watched, I finished the last episode of season three yesterday. I fucking love it. Like, I know I enjoyed it the first time I watched season one, but there wasn't season two and three out at that point, and I just never got back to it.
0: Yeah, I started series three. It's a lot less comedic, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but I like it.
0: Yeah, I think I prefer series three, actually. Like,
1: Yeah, I really do. And there's some stuff in it that's, like, really, really good. Like, it's almost... It's still got the same amount of humour as season one, just better done, I think. That just keeps it in place.
0: I don't know. I think it definitely takes itself more seriously.
1: Yeah, but I think the humour in it still stands.
0: Yeah, like, it, it, there are still funny moments, but I think there's more there's more focus on story.
1: Yeah, and I think there's more emotion in it as well. Yeah. Um so I really, really enjoyed that. Um obviously watching through The Mandalorian and The Last of Us, um, both grey. Um, I'm gonna start on Yellow Jackets next. Um, that is one of my next things, and I'm just gonna watch because I wanna see how it is, is uh, Murder Mystery 2.
0: Yeah, I'll probably watch that at some point. It's not something that I'm rushing to watch, but
1: I liked the, I really liked the first one. I thought it was decent. I like Adam Sandler, do you know what I mean? So I'm gonna watch those. I've been playing a lot as well.
0: Of course you like Adam Sandler. Like you're exactly the type of person I would expect to be an Adam Sandler fan.
1: I just like him, all right. <laughs> uh been playing a lot. I've been playing I played through the Last of Us, which we'll talk about in the next episode. Um took me like three days to do and that's it. <laughs> just played for it. Um, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft. I've been playing FIFA. So I've just been playing like a wide array of random things. I'm just waiting for the next couple of months where so much is coming out. Yeah. Uh, that I cannot wait for. Mainly Dead Island.
0: Yeah, we've got Dead Island two coming out. Uh, Jedi Survivors coming out soon as well.
1: Dead Island is coming out this month. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Jedi uh, Survivor. So. So many games that are coming out to play, so it's going to be so good.
0: Uh, right then, so I think that's the episode. It wants to be. We've been I recording concur. for two and a half hours.
1: I concur. Let me go to bed.
0: Oh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us on notnpod at gmail.com or you can message us on Twitter. We are at news of the Nerd. Uh if you'd like to support us, then please subscribe uh give us five stars on iTunes and of course tell your friends that is the most helpful thing you could do to help this podcast grow is uh, just word of mouth
1: or send us money
0: uh yeah send us just send us any whatever change you've got in the bottom of your pocket uh stick it in an envelope uh just you just put news of the nerd on it they'll know where to find us.
1: And tell your mums. Why have you not told them to sell the mums? I tell you this all the time. Mums talk. There's like a secret network of mums. The easiest way to promote this podcast is tell your mums.
0: But mums aren't interested in superhero films and TV shows and comic books and video games.
1: That is disgusting. Why would you be so undiversive and uninclusive? they can like like what they want
0: that's it, I've been cancelled on that (laughs) (laughs) bombshell goodbye bye So this is what it's given me. Opening shot, the camera path. Oh, fuck's sake.
1: <laughs> Fucked it up already. Yep. So it's basically my whole point is for Activision Blizzard are just running wall by wall into so many different bullshit. What are you doing?
0: I'm trying to stay awake through you telling me this. Oh, story. Fuck off. <laughs> I have been playing on Amazon Luna when I haven't spent a penny. I don't mean, like, gone for a week. Like, I bet that's only, like, Yorkshire slang, isn't it? Spend a penny. Does
1: that mean go for a wee?
0: Have you never heard that before? Just need nope. to go and spend a penny. No. <laughs> anyway, I've been playing on Amazon Luna. I haven't spent a penny or had a wee.